2: Welcome to Signal Boost. This is Jess McIntosh. I'm here with Jolena Maxwell and we are so excited to welcome our next two guests. They are the hosts of the Emmy-nominated series The Circus Inside the Greatest Political Show on Earth, which comes back this Sunday, September 19th on Showtime. It's Jen Palmieri and Alex Wagner. Thank you so much for being with us this morning.
0: Hello, friends. It's great
3: to hear your beautiful voices. I, it's like people people we get to talk to people like um not that we don't like other guests but I feel like this second word,
2: particularly <laughs> not the every se- guest has like been in our a great boss guy. or we have known for I mean when when was the first time I started going on Alex Wagner's show oh that was like 2011 God. it's been and wow. you were like a wow.
0: just a shooting star from the beginning like oh, I was like this true. girl who is this true. person That's that needs true. to be in all of our lives with great frequency. God bless. I love you guys. You're doing great work. It's you're the so you're, you're the, the the generals of the revolution. It's
3: thrilled to be with you guys. I love it. So Jen, I was thinking before um uh we were coming on air about when the circus came to the campaign. <laughs> that was what I was thinking about. Um actually and because they came to the campaign a bunch of times in 2016. And I remember actually, in one of the episodes, you saying in, a, in response to a question like, you know, you feel confident and sort of great about this election, you know, um, Hillary's in the lead and everything. And you were like, no, this is an existential threat to humanity. Um, <laughs> and I just I think about that a lot, because I think that a lot of people probably think that, you know, it was like sort of the SNL kind of campaign where everybody was like we're we're chilling out we're drinking champagne right. or whatever but everybody <laughs> walked around with that existential dread now that we're living through that um how do you feel i don't know that jen is on right now
2: I guys. Feel, I, I feel like we sure. might i
0: feel like i think we might have lost <laughs> her well alex
2: so
3: i
1: can i can <laughs> ask you feel I, dread. Can ask you well, no, yeah, I can ask you I the mean, same question about it well no i can ask you the same
3: question essentially, Certainly, we're living through we, it.
0: Yeah, we are. I mean, I think, you know, Jen's perspective on this is... Rad- it, she she understands, I think, the emotional end of the existential dread in a way that none of us can, because she was with Hillary Clinton right. the night of uh, the 2016 defeat, and I think that that's scar tissue that you never really excise. but far be it for me to, you know, to speak for the great Jen Palmieri, who hopefully will be joining us soon, but I'll just say, you know, I think... <laughs> I think that we make a mistake when we focus too much on 2016 being this sort of um, like ADBC line in the sand as far as the the falling apart of our democracy and the kind of existential threats to our um, national peace really coming to the fore. I mean, I think the dread, the the threat began before 2016, right? I I often think of Trump and his victory as the harvest um, and by the way, it's a harvest that you can keep reaping. Apparently, because yes. let's <laughs> yeah. just talk about twenty twenty two and twenty twenty four. But this, the, the the seeds of Trumpism and the um, pernicious nature of it this this began, you could say, decades ago. But yeah. really, I think quite in a pronounced fashion in the Obama years, where right. you really saw explicit racism a real cleave in the country and nobody could quite i mean i think people in the obama administration would would say oh we know we knew what it was but i think of a lot of a lot of americans were in denial about how deep the cleave was how how profound the fracture was and 2016 was a revelation and i think now we're grappling with the implications of all of that, like it's not going away. It is uh, metastasizing in a lot of ways. And I think the complicating factor is, you know, Trump is not necessarily on the national stage. He exerts a huge amount of influence, but his thinking, his DNA is Mm -hmm. spread all over the country and it's in the groundwater now. And I think the big question before us as journalists, as citizens, as people who care about the survival of one of the great democracies in the world is, I mean, can we get back to, uh, uh, you know, a more perfect union? Can we even, I mean, we're certainly not there right now. We're, there is no, I mean, I, I, I spend time in Washington. I spend time out in the country. I'm in Florida today. And um, the two sides are farther apart than any time in my lifetime. I think probably even in the last century. I mean, we are, this feels like the mid 1800s. Yeah. And um, we almost didn't make it through that one. Um, And we have technology to abet the fracture. And that is very, very, very distressing. News, information, and technology exist in a way to promote the cleave and the fracture and the dissolution of the ties that bind in a way that they didn't 170 years ago. So... Yeah. Sorry. That
2: was a mouthful. No, I mean, it's, it's, it's all accurate. Like it's all Mm -hmm. like, this is, this is why the the conversation about studying accurate American history is so important right now. Like I, we would not be sitting here if we had a better handle on how our country works has always worked the things we have always been fighting against the things we have always perpetrated on our people, the way the political divide hurts people, the way that gets, uh, the way the wedges are used Um, We, we just, we just don't have a grasp of that. Like we, we learned the dates of wars (laughs) like that was really. Well, I think
0: we also were taught that it was behind us. I mean, that's part of like the American project is like go West young man, move forward. You know, we're always inexorably heading towards, if not progress, you know, we're always moving in America. We're always looking at the next thing. And that is um, exhilarating in terms of innovation and, um, a lot of other things that make America great. it is not it is not particularly useful when it talks when we're talking about sort of structural inequalities, the legacies of the past which still live with us. We're not really right. good at living with the past
2: in this country. No, no, we're certainly not. So the circus is is one of those shows that like gives you a look sort of behind the curtain at like how mm-hmm. this all works. like how does politics happen? How does it happen to you? <laughs> how how in this moment, do you guys choose which threads to unravel? <laughs> we started the show talking about like the intersections of all the various dystopias that we are living in right now. You guys only have eight episodes.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's true. What, Listen, what do you it's, do? It's, it's, I'm gonna say two things. One, I'm happy to answer that question. And two, I see in my gallery view that Jennifer Palmieri's iPhone has popped up. So let's Welcome not Jen ignore that beautiful woman <laughs> on the other end of the Zoom. Um, Good morning, friends. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning from Little Rock. <laughs> Woo. Yeah, baby. Little nice. Rock in Orlando, the hot spots Amazing. of America. We're here. We're on the ground telling well, you what's going on. That's what you on. get for I'll...
2: being journalism's elites. So you you <laughs> spend your time in Little Rock in Orlando. Sure. Live in the Let's big really, life.
0: Really quickly, I mean, we're very responsive to the news. I mean, you know, yeah. we try and we're making a weekly documentary. So we're not following every micro story and every tweet, which thankfully is not as, you know, the, the tweet storm isn't as. Um, Hellacious as it has been. Um, Yes. Having said that, you know we do need to focus. We 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 sort of look at the landscape. We try and connect the dots, and we fucking cross. Sorry, I'm not allowed to use that word. We cross our fingers. I am. Okay, great. We cross our fingers and and hope for the best. We hope that the things that we're following are the ones that matter by you know Sunday night. I think we have honed those instincts pretty well over the course of the last few years. But you know, I mean, we live in a world where the only thing that is guaranteed is that you don't know how the week is going to end. So it's mm-hmm. always a bit of a uh, flying by the seat of our pants. Jen, I will yeah. let you, I will let you weigh in on this as well.
1: Well, because it's amazing to me because I'm new. So I like to watch how the show develops and you do on Sunday, we have a call on Sunday afternoon and Sunday afternoon is one is often the first serious call we've had about the week that we're walking into. Um, And it's just the confidence of having done this show for five years that they know you can start, shaping the show on sunday morning and get a show on the air sunday night that's super wow. high quality and i don't know if you i don't know if y'all mentioned that it's emmy nominated so yeah yes. oh, okay it's good nominated. i just want i just <laughs> don't know if that came up while was my <laughs> while my phone dropped um oh, but but the but i think you know uh jess i think it was you that asked a question about like you're only on you're on for 16 weeks this year like how do you make sure that you're covering what's really happening. But I think that the manner in which we do it, which is to step a little bit back, actually go out into the country. You know, I'm in Little Rock, uh, I talked to Governor Hutchinson, talked to like people here about how they feel vaccines. I've been on the ground for three days. It's not forever, but it's not like what you get from, if you're just, if all you can do is be in a new studio in New York or DC, right? right? Yeah. So I think that even though we're only on for 16, weeks we're out in the country so you just get like there are individual issues like vaccinations that are like flare-ups of a larger trend in america right so what i hope that we capture is what's at the root of the larger trend like in arkansas people are you know are upset about weirdly not upset about getting vaccinated um i've only talked to one person here who's not vaccinated but the government telling them now via Biden's workplace mandates that they have to be i didn't t- i only talked to one person who thought that was a good idea you know so it's like it's really like something else that's at the root of it and i think the show gets you know and i think that's why even in the post trump era the show continues to grow because people are trying to understand it's something you know he was sort of a distraction he's a little bit out of the way they're really trying to still understand like, well, what, what's at the root of what's that division that's happening in America.
0: Yeah, I feel like we've stopped knowing who we are. Like, I don't feel like anybody anywhere yeah. in this country, right or left has a sense of who we are as a country in part because there, cause there seem to be two countries in one, but also we don't talk to each other anymore. Right. You know, like we, 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 there is not a national dialogue about almost anything. And um, it's America is a great big mystery. And one of the advantages of the show is that we get to kind of slowly pull a string and try and unravel it every week. That just sounds like a tagline to like a poster promoting
3: the circus, doesn't (laughs) it? But also, but it's true. But to that point, I feel like part of it is that we don't know ourselves and the things that we do know that are bad, we lie about those things. So like, for example, Uh, during the whole recently over critical race theory, I mean, it wasn't, it's like we, we, We do step back and we go why is this happening it seems like a lot of people all of a sudden care about this this one area of legal study (laughs) and legal theory (laughs) that you only learn in law school um, elective classes not even in the basics right it's not on the bar exam it's like this is a very specific thing and it seems like people all at the same time are upset about it in what way when you're talking to regular people do you see the impact of the coordination Right. So because some of these things are happening for a reason, they're funded by, you know, not grassroots, but astroturfing right wing um, organizations that are exploiting the divisions that are that exist for real, but they're making them worse. And I feel like that's part of what's been happening, especially in the post Trump era, where Trump himself is not like necessarily the catalyst for those divisions being exploited so much. That's a question for either of you actually. Well, I mean, like I, I interviewed groups of a right-wing militia like
0: before the election and what was so stunning to me, um, what was so unbelievable was the, the, the degree to which um, the, 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 <laughs> the information genie could not be put back in the bottle. Like these are people who were forsaking Fox News because they thought it was right. too um, mainstream. You know, social media, You know, some of it is. Some of it, of course, to your point, is the result of outside groups, but also people are choosing to get information. People are really exercising what kind of information they want to receive unknowingly, right? Like they only want to get news and information from trusted sources. That's their social media groups. That's fringe conservative websites. That's, you know, the stuff they know is going to reaffirm their worldview and they have not only no interest in getting news that's counter to that reporting, uh, I use reporting in quotes, they, they disbelieve it. And that's really a problem. Um. So like, I, I mean, and I really honestly, whenever I'm, you know, and when we talk to people on both sides of the aisle, which is another thing that I think makes the show critical viewing, is you really do hear from like everyone from right wing militias to, you know, Pramila Jayapal to not that I'm comparing them, but we have people who are just from radically different places in America and have radically different understandings of what's going on in American politics. Um, but the degree to which we are completely separated by a yes. very long and thick wall. Um, is um it's shocking and deeply 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 distressing and i don't know how we we start exchanging uh, ideas information to say nothing of like legislation from one side to the other
2: jen do you feel like the media like the mainstream media not the not the right wing media echo chamber that alex is laying out like do do you feel like the actual mainstream media has learned lessons from 2016 as in are they more willing to say what the reality of a situation is? Like I'm thinking specifically about when we figured out that like Russia was was interfering, and we tried to explain that to people, mm-hmm. and were roundly dismissed by you know it, it, today. It feels like they seem more interested in saying what is actually happening, even if what is actually happening sounds like a hyper like a, like hyperbole, but it's or not. that they're you taking know, they're, a side, right? right. Like, yeah. do you feel like that has? That, that has really had a shift or am i just being a little naive about this
1: i think they have it has to some degree like not as much as you want i think that the right. you know i think that the like what frustrates me about the mainstream media when they um is uh which it's, is it's, it's different it's definitely a lot different than it was in 16 but this notion of like we need to be objective and i think objective really what they really mean by objective is we want to be credible and so They still think that being objective means, you know, Democrats did X, Republicans did Y, and not weighing in to say, like, what's true, what's not, what's, a you know. Um, And, uh, you know, the the weird thing is, is that there's a lot of people in the media now, you know, um, I'm in Little Rock. Well, no, I guess Morning Joe is still on everywhere, right? Mm -hmm. Joe Scarborough uh, says what he thinks, what his opinion is, right? Some other anchors don't. You know that anchor has an opinion; they just won't say what it is, right? Yeah. And I feel like that makes people. You know, that's why I think some of the um, some news anchors get um, a lot of social media attacks
3: yes. right? because they
1: won't they won't call out. You know, they're like loath to call stuff out, and it's like we you know you have an opinion; you just won't say what it is, and that makes them all the more opaque, and that makes them even less credible. So I feel like they've gotten over that to some, you know, over that to some degree, but I don't know, just being in, I'm influenced by being in Arkansas right now. It's like friends and mainstream media does not matter at all. Like no one, you know, people aren't, that is not what's influencing what people in Arkansas think. Like it's it's just not, it is, um, there's really no opposition here. It's kind of a one party state and it's just one, conversation. You know, you asked about how like critical race theory starts seems to start to spread. And you know, I feel like here um people aren't looking to be I feel a little different, a little shift from maybe 16, 17, 18. People aren't looking to be outraged the way I felt like they were um and some Trump supporters a few years ago. But they see th- but they're but they're looking for they gravitate towards evidence critical race theory is one of them that they're being judged by people on the left Hmm. here's another example of how they think we're all racist so it's like so there is this shift that you know i just note because i hear it i judgment is like a very big thing right now um I don't know if it's a positive development or if it's more signs of the apocalypse, but it is something less about anger and more about anger. You know, feeling, feeling, feeling that.
2: Yeah, there's certainly like that. That is that seems to be the thread that you can pull to get all of yeah. to, to, to rope in all of the disasters. <laughs> like,
0: yeah, yeah, it is, it is, it is yeah so well that's why the the word elite has become so so totemic right like it's like this idea of like we are you know and the whole thing the silent majority just like the the this is the revolution against the people who've made us feel inadequate for decades and like screw them and everything they they represent and it's just I mean, it is truly is a culture war. It's 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 it. I mean, anything anything and everything is fodder for it. Whether it's sports or clothing or food or legislation or the car you drive or even the music you listen to, which is why it's such a toxic brew. I mean, it's like it's. I mean, you go to places and I mean, as as a journalist, when you're going to places that are, you know, I live in New York City. I'm a journalist, right? I am I am a member of the maligned elite that I went to an Ivy League right. school at. Like, <laughs> I am I am brown, I'm mixed race, like all of the things. I have a new camera with, like, we have a, a you know camera crew with us, so it's like, and then and then you go into like the Panhandle of Florida, and and you're just acutely aware that everything about you is is a data point for either dismissal or outright um, hostility, mm-hmm. and it, it is really a very intense um, experience just as a person. And then you think about it in terms of the country and like, you know, everything, everything is part of the mix at this point, everything.
2: Well, we know what we are doing on Sunday. We are watching yes. the circus inside mm-hmm. the greatest political show on earth on Showtime uh, because we want to see Jennifer and Alex and more of their commentary and insight. Thank you guys so much for joining us this morning from various yes. hard ones the country.
1: So We're- fun y'all. What a great I conversation. Know. Thanks guys.
2: Anytime. We would love it. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Literally anytime. Thank you guys. Please stay safe out Thanks, there. Yes. Thanks 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 guys. We'll be back tomorrow with another
3: Signal Boost podcast. Thanks for listening.